Today's episode of the Movie Jungle is brought to you by Puffcorn. Chester's Puffcorn. When you've had horrible mouth surgery or your teeth cleaned really hard for three hours total and you can't eat popcorn and you love popcorn so much but you can't eat it, just get Chester's Butter-Flavored Puffcorn. It's $2.99. I'm pretty sure they have it at Fred Meyer. This is an ad for Puffcorn. On with the show. Uh, meanwhile, back in the jungle... Got to be better than candy corn. (laughs) Yeah, I think most things are better than candy corn. Regular corn is better than candy corn. How's that possible? Yeah. (laughs) You turned something into candy. You made it worse than the vegetable version. Okay. Or I guess it's a grain, technically. Don't at me. Um, Anyways, welcome, Mike, to this new episode. Welcome all of our wonderful listeners to the new episode. This is the new episode. Did you know? This is the new one. This isn't the last episode? No, it's the new one. This is the new new? This is the newest episode that exists of Movie Jungle. Wow. I know. (laughs) It's pretty exciting. Oh, man. We got a good one. We got a good one lined up today. I'm excited. Number of news items to go over first. Uh, But it's spooky season, so we watched some spooky movies. We're going to talk about those. And uh, the monsters that lie within them and some other movie monsters. So we're going to talk movie monsters and... um, Specifically, we watched It and It 2 and The Ritual on Netflix. So if anyone wants to watch those and come back later, I fully understand. Um, yeah, really, The Ritual was really good, though. And It and It 2 were really good. We'll get into it later. But that's what we got lined up for today. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with us. Uh, we're adding a few more things than normal on there, trying to bump up the the interactivity and make it a little more fun and s- on those channels so make sure you're following um at the movie jungle um but anyways let's get into this one mike let's go where do we go though like how do i get into it what do i do now i thought i was done am i done isn't there like a button you push to do like the news thing or is that just weird noises you make with your mouth mostly everything i do is just weird noises that i make with my mouth (laughs) i do that for (laughs) two and a half hours three times a week on twitch um all right <laughs> no dude we just need a short jingle for the news oh i don't do short jingles whatever just be like just be like a like an air horn or like <laughs> one of those uh like blitzkrieg horns or whatever <laughs> all right news time um i got I got some news for you that we're going to start with the sad news, uh, potentially sad so far. So good though. Um, we didn't talk about it last time, but Jeff Bridges has been diagnosed with lymphoma, uh, which is some bull stuff. And that sucks, but yeah, 2020 just has no chill, no chill at all, dude. We're like in, we're like in round nine of this boxing match with 2020 and it's still coming. Like it's in round two. But like, uh, but they tweeted out like they're in, he's in good spirits and he's saying like, look, we're gonna handle this. We'll be okay. I'll keep you guys posted. So, not necessarily, um, not for sure bad news, but it is scary news. So, because Jeff uh, that, Jeff Bridges is a national treasure. That sucked to hear about. Um, I know. 
Not the really dude, does. man. Not the I dude. Know. I know. Here's here's what he said. Here's what his message was. He said, as the dude would say, new shit has come to light. I've been mm-hmm. diagnosed with lymphoma, although it is a serious disease. I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. I'm starting treatment and will keep you posted on my recovery. I'm profoundly grateful for the love and support from my family and friends. Thank you for your prayers and well wishes. And while I have you, please remember to go vote because we are all in this together. And then he included a vote.org link. So, I mean, more f- further proof, if you didn't already know, that man is a national treasure and hopefully um, they can take care of him and get him past this. Fingers crossed. Well, yep. I'm, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we're not, I'm not ready for this. We, we can't be, we can't be losing Jeff Bridges right now. We need, I him. mean, Rush Limbaugh's on his deathbed too. So I guess <laughs> 2020 gives and takes. I'm sorry if you're a Rush Limbaugh fan. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> 2020 gives and takes. Oh boy. Anyways, um, it's also a little bit of an Indian giver because Trump got COVID and then he was like fine, like right away. <laughs> and also, you shouldn't say Indian giver. <laughs> Dude, I'd probably feel like a million bucks too if I got those steroids. I know. Anyways, uh, so that's a little a little brief sad news up top. Um, that's well, one sad news item. I do have one more sad piece of news. Oh, okay, Brian. You I'm sorry. One. I know, but it's 2020. So uh, Jared Leto is returning for reshoots in the new Justice League movie. The Snyder Cut will feature, at least potentially, unless they cut out all of his scenes again. Um, imagine getting your reshoots cut out. <laughs> um, Jared Leto is coming back as the Joker. I don't care. If, it, if they do a good job, great. If it's dumb, then I'll laugh at it and we'll talk about it on here. Yeah, I mean, it took a while to talk me into being like even remotely excited to see the 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 Snyder cut because I never saw the original, right? Yeah, but which this, you uh, should. But I mean, I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I, I tell you what, I'm not. I'm very excited for the Snyder cut because I think it's a movie that could use some better editing, and I think there's a decent movie in there somewhere, probably. However couple things it's still unforgivable but if they didn't just do some makeup on the main villain the main villain i forget his name is just mediocre cgi like playstation 4 cutscene the whole like it wouldn't have been i've seen way more complicated makeup jobs in lower budget movies so i don't know why they just got lazy on that but uh it was a bad decision However, I'm disappointed about the format this thing is coming out in. It's going to be like a four-part BS like mini series that's like four and a half hours long or something. Or is like, it really? Yes, and I'm kind of mad about it because you're turning a movie into a show, and I like movies more than shows as a blanket statement, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But I just like. I'd rather watch a three-hour movie than you split it up into three parts so that you can get me to tune in on three separate weeks or whatever. I don't know if they're going to release it all at once or if they are going to spread it out like Game of Thrones it's, once a but week. But it's really going to be that long? Like it's like they're really preparing like four hours or more of content? Uh, let me check. I'll, I'll Google like Snyder Cut length real quick and we'll see. But That's I think... bananas. I mean, it is almost impossible. Two... Okay, the Snyder Cut... Um is going to be about three and a half hours long. So 
I exaggerate we're talking, a little like, bit. we're talking like extended edition of Lord of the Rings three length. Right. Yeah, they made their movie as long as a really good movie. So that's what they're hoping is like, well, if it's longer, it's better. Yeah. And like Lord of the Rings three is really good, but it's also really just really like it's a movie so long you really have to just work your day around it. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> insane. But yeah, apparently they're uh they're gonna chop this thing up into pieces, which I'm in no way excited about at all. I mean, if you want I mean, to make it a mini series, make it a mini series, but don't right. I don't know about taking the f- yeah interesting I'm, i mean i'll just watch them all back to back to back if they release them one episode a week i'm not going to watch a single one until they're all out and then i'll watch them all back to back to back like i just want to watch a movie i don't want to watch episodes so yeah that is long though so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lengthy film it's a um, bit much yeah so that's the last piece of sad news oh wait nope i have potentially more sad news and then I'll let you do a news story. Maybe you can win some of our listeners back with some positivity or something. More sad um, news. Well, Fast and the Furious is coming to an end after two more films. So what did that put them at? Like a 12 or something? 41? No. Um, let's see. You know, I should have skimmed this beforehand to know if that counts Fast 9. Um. I think they're going to do 10 and 11 and call it a day. I hope one Which of those is, is the one where they go to space. Cause I know that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be in the works. The one where they dude, go that, to space. That has to be the end game for this franchise, right? I mean, you'd think that show, that movie series would have already jumped the shark, but apparently it hasn't yet. If this series doesn't end with a street race in space between like two shuttlecrafts or something, then they, they've done messed up as far as I'm concerned. God damn it. So but dumb. also, like, stopping after 11 movies, 12 if you include the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, is like, good job on the self-control, guys. That's like going on a <laughs> diet. That's like, my, that's like my pizza diet. I used to be on a pizza diet where I was only allowed to eat three quarters of the, of the large pizza. That's not a diet. That's a joke. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> So, anyways, we're only gonna get a couple more apparently, but knowing Hollywood, they'll they'll start a whole new franchise based on a spinoff, and this one's gonna stick around, I think, despite this news. I can't believe they made so much. Like, I can't believe they were still <laughs> just printing money essentially every time they released one of those movies. It's impressive, isn't it? It's it's mind blowing, really. Yeah, but um, I got a few more things, but. Why don't you give the people something first? You know, I didn't find a whole lot. Um, you know me, I always got to try to find some sort of Star Wars news. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes news is about quality over quantity, though. And yours the, is a pretty good one. The un, the man without equal, Kanye West, was on the Joe Rogan experience uh, yep. very recently. The fish stick lover himself. The fish stick lover himself. Um, and I haven't watched the episode yet. I got a, it's on my list. I need to watch this episode, but apparently, yeah, somehow through their yep. conversating, the conversation made its way around to Star Wars. Kanye West has been apparently watching all of the Star Wars movies over and over and over again during quarantine. And he's got some pretty strong opinions 
about yeah. which trilogy is best. Of course he does. He's a goddamn lyrical mastermind, a motherfucking genius. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just quoting the South Park. If you guys haven't seen the Kanye South Park episode, it's worth your time. Um, yeah, what's he got to say? Kanye West feels very strongly that the prequel trilogy is the is the superior product to the Disney trilogy. Yeah, I think he's not alone in thinking that. <laughs> yeah, like, probably. Like, I know that. I know it's been kind of a meme over the last few years that the prequel trilogy has sort of had a renaissance of sorts yeah. and has 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 enjoyed. You know, all the people that watched it when they were kids are now adults, and they're just looking back fondly on their memories of watching those movies. Right. It doesn't change the fact that they're awful, but they are <laughs> definitely significantly light years better than the sequels. Yeah. Until I watch them again, I maintain that in order, one, two, three. One's the best, two's the second best, three's the worst. No, that's So I'll, I'll update you if I watch them again. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know if that is subject to change, but currently that's the, that's the standings. That's also a wrong statement. <laughs> so Kanye says that the prequel series is better than the Dis- the new Disney series. Yeah, he says it's he, you know he he said a couple times he referred to the Disney trilogy as the corporate made Disney trilogy. Um, Correct statement. Feels very strongly that since they weren't made by George Lucas, that they're <coughs> basically illegitimate bastard children of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but I'm just inferring. Right. Well, I think that's a safe infer nation. Is kidding yeah. is that a word? <laughs> yep. Yep. Inferment? Nope, that's not it. I think the first one was better. Um his his opinions are like surprisingly normal about this to me. Yeah. He's such a wild person, it's impossible to like put your finger on him and yeah, to, I, to, to, to there's there's no peg hole that you can shove him in. No, he's such can't. a weird he's such a weird person for better or worse. Uh, yeah, but it's cool that he actually has a strong opinion on Star Wars. I would never want to guess it. I agree with that statement 100 <laughs> percent. Just the fact that he has a strong opinion about it, no matter what that opinion is, that in itself is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. He's a he's a unique guy from. Uh, I mean, it depends on which Kanye you get. It almost seems like he just like he's like a werewolf and like depending what the moon's doing, he's either going to act batshit crazy or pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently he's like just the, wildly manic depressive. So I guess it depends on whether or not yeah, he's on his meds. For sure. Um, but the, I mean, the one instance of like I know a guy that knows a guy that met him type of story is he came to the the Nike store in Seattle and they locked it down for him so that he could just shop by himself and not worry about getting harassed and stuff. And apparently someone knew someone that got kind of trapped in there with him on accident. Like they didn't clear everyone else out or whatever. And he was super chill to him. Apparently he was like so nice. And like he was like, he wasn't just like talking to appease him. Apparently he was like having a dope conversation with him and was like really oh, cool. friendly and like really cool guy. So but yeah, it sucks that he's got the, those issues that he has to medicate for. But um, it is really cool that he has a strong opinion on Star Wars. That's yeah. awesome. And I tend to agree with him, especially on this yeah. one. He didn't say which of the first three were his favorites. He just said that he prefers the prequels over the over the sequels. Gotcha. But that's um, cool. Yeah, put that uh, put that episode of Joe Rogan on your on your to watch list or to listen list. Yeah, it's definitely going to be on sure. mine. For sure, I'll I, I might check that one out too. It's been a while since I listened to a whole episode of Joe Rogan, but that one's pretty intriguing. 
yeah, he does. I know he gets some shit for some interesting characters that he gets on there, but every once in a while, he has a good, a good someone on there to listen to. Yeah, I do have another. Pe- I guess it's not really a piece of news so much Wait. as I was somebody. Before we leave Star Wars, no, when we I'm do not our... leaving Star Wars. Oh, never mind. As you were. <laughs> uh, Why would I think you were? Not that this is really news. I guess somebody asked John Boyega if he'd have any interest in coming back to the to oh, Star yeah. Wars, uh, and surprisingly, his his response was a little bit was not what I thought it was going to be. Because from what I've understood from previous interviews of his is that he does not look back very fondly on it. Yeah. Um, but apparently he'd be open to it depending on on what it's about. I highly doubt it, though. But Yeah. That's the, kind of it. the only answer that makes sense, though, right? Like, it would depend on the script and the director and where I'm at in my career. And, like, it's just an impossible question to, like, you want me to just determine this now? Like, I feel like right. the answer has to be... I'm open to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I just know he was like, grumpy with how his character was treated. So I, I was happy. Rightfully so. I, I'm grumpy how his character off. was treated too. Yeah. So I, I could see that, I guess. But um, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, <clears throat> when we, when we do our Star Wars spectacular on the, on the channel here, um, will you agree to rewatch all the prequels before we talk about them? Sure. Okay, good. I'm just not convinced that you won't agree with me on some of my ranking my rankings situ- decisions. Look, I we think used, we used to agree before that the third one was the best one. We used to like talk about it. We'd be like, yeah, the third prequel is the best prequel movie. And after the rewatch, I I don't know what's changed in me, but I think it's the worst of the three. I mean, maybe I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I've like I've feel like i've watched it within the last nine or ten months yeah um and <laughs> i still feel like the poacher's base for that movie is pretty boring they spend way too much time on tatooine mm-hmm. um, for the first one yeah yeah well the pod racing scene's not long enough it's only 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i'm being sarcastic it's so long it's so um, long yeah, Which I get, it's a pretty exciting, but like they're on Tatooine yeah. for like 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's I think the first one has the ridiculous. benefit of like things are new and like, oh, look at these new, look at this new thing, look at that new thing. And then like sequels don't get that benefit. And then for the, for me, for the, like the third one is really good in chunks. Like if you just like watch the third one in pieces, it's probably, it does the movie favors because like the first half of that movie is probably the best half of a prequel that exists. But the second half of that movie is the worst half of a prequel that exists. Really? <laughs> I think it I think it drags it down below the water, but I thought um, the second one was was pretty bad. I used to have the second one ranked dead last on my list, but I think the second half of the third movie just left the such a bad taste in my mouth that I was like, whatever, this is the worst one. I was kind of mad about it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just anyways, I, I hate the final battle of the first one between the Gungan army and the rope and the droids. It's just it's such a you don't, lame you don't like a, fight. A slapstick, a slapstick battle. It's so battle lame. Scene. It's so lame. It's so boring. <laughs> it it's is pretty just, bad. It's just this big, this big. The build fight up on to it's exciting. Background. 
like the Gungans as a race, as a species or characters, like they're really cool. They're interesting to me. Jar Jar's voice is too high pitched, but other than that, like the Gungans are interesting to me. And like I was looking forward to seeing like what kind of weapons do they have? How are they gonna fight these droids and stuff? Like this is gonna be interesting. And <laughs> Jar Jar's just like having a Mr. Magoo moment during the whole fight, and that's mainly what gets focused on. It's just a little weird, but so awful. Anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. We got more news and we got monsters to talk about. So, all right. So the next bit of news I have is really quick one. Um, Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon dropped a new movie trailer. Any chance you watched it or are aware of this movie? Can't say I've heard of it. Nice. Raya and the Last Dragon? Yeah, R-A-Y-A. Is it animated or is it live action? Yeah, it's animated. Okay. Was it cool? Yeah, the trailer looks pretty sick, actually. Do you want, if you want, you can watch it right now and I'll just edit and I'll cut to us talking about it after you watch it. Well, okay then. All right, so you watched it now. What do you think? How's she looking? The movie, not the character of Raya. I just realized this <laughs> the sentence doesn't really work. <laughs> looks cool. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. I'm not it's like from, super hyped or anything, but it looks pretty good. Looks like it. They said it's from the team that put together uh, Moana, which makes sense. It looks just like Moana. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, sure. Looks cool. Yeah, that's a positive for me. If it's the people behind Moana and Frozen, then I feel like it's it's on the right track for sure. For sure. There were some secrets in the trailer that finally are public knowledge that I've known for a long time because I'm pretty cool and I used to work for a company that had... Uh, Secret information about secret movies in the secret future is pretty cool secrets. Oh, <laughs> that's the correct response. So, uh, yeah, Raya, check out the trailer if you haven't watched it yet. So, uh, next bit of news is going to be this will be our last bit of news. Actually, here I'll do a super quick one and then I'll do our last bit of news. I told you it was a news heavy episode. Adam Sandler is making a movie in space for Netflix. He's not going to space, though. I originally clicked on it because I thought Adam Sandler was going to space like Tom Cruise. Uh, But he's making a movie called The Spaceman of Bohemia. And I don't think it's not like a goofy comedy. It's not like a slapstick like most of his Netflix movies have been. Apparently, it's going to be a little different in tone. But um, yeah, that sounds cool. I like Adam Sandler. I find most of his stuff pretty watchable. But I understand people don't. You know what you're getting when you go to a Adam Sandler movie. Totally. And his career has like different chunks, right? Like the beginning of his career have all kind of turned into classics like, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, like just these like classic great comedies. And then there's like a middle section where he was kind of transitioning towards family oriented humor and stuff. And they're fine. There are some good movies in there still. Um, And then his Netflix career is a lot of like me and my best friends want to be in Hawaii for six weeks and we're just going to make a movie while we're here. So (laughs) this is what you get. And I still like it. Like the people that tend to show up in his movies have recurring roles. Like I like, I think it's enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. I very much like his movies. I liked, uh, but I haven't seen a whole lot of them recently. I guess I liked not very many of them are bad. There's some standouts that are quite good. Yeah. But I liked 50 First Dates a lot. Click was bad, but Same. I still enjoyed it. 
Yeah, Click was not one of my favorites for sure. I did like Fifty First Dates as well. Um, I liked the one with Jennifer Aniston. Um, oh, what's that one called? I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but that was that was good. And then there was the um, Blended with Drew Barrymore. That was okay. They're fine though. Like it's it's like a it's like a classic box of Kraft mac and cheese. Like it's not gonna blow your mind, but it's not gonna be gross. So I love Kraft mac and cheese. Me too. It's my, <laughs> it's my preferred mac and cheese. It's really good. It's the Berlin makes some great homemade mac and cheese, but it's not as good as Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Shade. Um, <laughs> you know, I've told people this, and your reaction is probably gonna be like, "No way" or whatever. But until you try it. The best mac and cheese, the best boxed mac and cheese I've had to date remains great value. So Walmart brand, thick and creamy. And all you got to do is follow the instructions on the box. If you're smart, maybe you'll throw a little salt into the water when you're boiling it. But other than that, like just follow the instructions, Walmart brand, great value, thick and creamy. It's also super cheap because it's a Walmart branded item. But uh, that is like the best box mac and cheese, I think. How many sticks of butter per box? Because it's a half a stick of butter for a box of craft. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Are you considering a stick like a four inch long? Like, yeah, it's the full. I still, uh, part, my uh, brain still thinks of a stick as the old school, like seven inch long, like stick of butter. Well, yeah, but uh, your standard, your standard stick is eight <laughs> ounces. Yeah. So, so it's half. It's the same as. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's half. So, um, they should do if they if you get the Paula Dean version, there's a Paula Dean collab. Oh god. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um it comes with dehydrated butter, and then you have to put fresh butter in on top of that. Exactly. <laughs> the so, seasoning anyway. pack, the cheese pack, it's just dehydrated butter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um that's our opinions on mac and cheese. And Adam Sandler. I think Adam Sandler is mac and cheese. That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched Hubie Halloween last night, which is his Netflix Halloween movie. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was It's really silly. Like It's got really dumb jokes in it from time to time. It's a very silly movie. Um, but I enjoyed it. If you can with... I mean, I understand when people are like, no, I can't handle an hour and a half of Adam Sandler talking like this. But um, it doesn't bother me. And I thought it was, I thought it was an enjoyable film. Yeah. But... I don't know. My expectations were correct also, which helps. Um, anyways, the last bit of news is going to transition us into our main topic of the day because it's about time. Um, who did this study? Somebody did a study that ranked, study. The, that ranked the scariest horror films by average heart rate. What? How cool of an idea is that? Isn't that a great idea? Um, so it's the it says the broadband choices science of scare project followed the heart rates of over 50 people across more than 100 hours of horror films to try and determine the 35 scariest films of all time. Um, do you want me to send you a link to it so you can I think I'm looking at it right now? Is it on bloody disgusting or are you on broadband choices? Uh, no, it's on nme.com. Here, I'll just paste it in the chat here. There you go. Um, Let's see which of these movies I've watched. All right, so 
there's a it's a good list. I want to go through it and I'm just going to go through it from 35 up to 1 and you can just stop me whenever you want. Does that sound Say good? Say it again. I want to go through it from the bottom to the top, so we'll start at 35 and I'm just going to list them and you can stop me if we get to a movie that you ha- that you have some thoughts about. Okay. And I already know you're going to stop me at 31 for sure. Um so 35 is a movie called Audition. No idea what that is. Not familiar. 34 Get Out. Let's go. That's a great uh, one. It's a great movie. 33 is The Shining. There we go. Rewatch that think, this weekend. I don't think The Shining could get me above a 70. <laughs> like my heart rate. Um 32 is The Omen, which I don't Interesting. think I've I wonder, seen. I wonder which Omen it is cuz I think they redid it a while back. Uh 31 Mike's been trying to tell you guys He's been trying to tell you guys to go watch Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. I can't believe it's not higher. Wow. What a. Isn't that what crazy? Just, what a this is not an, a This is not an opinion piece. This is just people's heart rates while they're watching these movies. Yeah. What a gripping tale. Yeah. So um, anyways, 30 is Dark Skies. No that idea. is also a good one. It's got a sci-fi bent to it. It's a, it's nice. a good watch big recommend can't believe that it's ranked higher the rest of this list is going to be me i can't believe that's ranked higher than i know (laughs) uh 29 is the orphanage i don't know not familiar uh friday the 13th is 28 fantastic movie i don't think it should be rated above wolf creek 27 is annabelle pretty freaky it's not a great movie but it's pretty it's 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 kind of terrifying is it more like jump scares or like yeah it's like creepy paranormal jump scares but like the movie's not very good if a movie leans on jump scares it usually falls flat for me because i'm it's really hard to jump scare me and i don't think it's like a point of pride i think it's that like the visual information doesn't process like quickly enough for me to jump like by the time i should jump like i think i know it's a movie and i've seen it like there's something slowing down somewhere along the line I'm not too different. It's it takes a lot for a movie to get me jump. When it does, I'm super yeah. impressed. But yeah, it doesn't same. stop me from. Doesn't mean I'm not like scared or I don't have the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I just don't I don't jump like TL jumps super easily. So does Betty. My so my buddy Josh recently in one of our group chats on Instagram sent our group an Instagram, and it says in the in the, like the description of the video it says like hold on to your phone you've been warned. And I watched it thinking like nothing I've ever seen on social media has ever made me jump. This did. It totally got me. And then I showed it to Betty and she threw my phone, almost hit me in the face. (laughs) It was insane. It was really good. It was well done. Anyways, 26 is Poltergeist. Good. That's a great one. What a classic. I can't believe we didn't talk about Poltergeist last. I know. Last week. 25 it doesn't, is, it doesn't really have a monster or a villain though. You don't really yeah, see. The next two will definitely both be talked about more today. 25 is the thing and 24 yes. is alien. Yes. Yeah. I mean two I understand that this is monsters. I understand this just based off of heart rate, so I get it. <sighs> but man, you're talking about two movies that are in the top 5 top 10 if not top 5 best horror movies of all time. Yeah. Just in terms uh, of quality. 23 is the Blair Witch. Super freaky. Uh, haven't watched it in forever. I'm wondering if uh, nausea causes your heart rate to go up. Does it? Yeah, That could be a contributing factor. Um, 22 is the Witch. 
Yes, the Vivich. N- another Mike recommend. Uh, Twenty one is the Grudge. See, I thought the Grudge was hilarious. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's just just the meowing kid and the growling monster. Yeah, I, I feel just... like the better version of the Grudge was the scary movie take on the Grudge. Like it was <laughs> just as like the the real one was also. There were so some other. It was like a parody of itself. There were some other um, good movies that came out during that <laughs> wave of you when uh, Japanese movies were getting remade into American horror movies. Oh yeah, like The Ring. There's a bunch me. of them. But the ring killed me, but the grudge wasn't doing it for me at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, 20, Scream. I'm going to rewatch that one before Halloween. So in the next few nights, I'll probably watch Scream, the original. I haven't seen him forever. Let me know if it's still good. I will. Uh, number 19 is It, which we will definitely talk about today because I watched that for the first time with Betty. Excellent. Uh, number 18 is Hush, which I've heard is really, really scary, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Uh, number 17 is The Exorcist. You may have heard of that one. Yep, that's a great one. That's a good movie. 28 Days Later is number 16. Probably one of the best zombie movies of all time. Number, yeah, number uh, 15 is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I assume the original. Um, yeah. Number 14 is Halloween. Again, I'm assuming the original. I never could get into those. Those ones, Mike Myers yeah. never did it for me. Number 13 is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Um, number 12, which is, it's classic. Uh, number 12 is A Quiet Place. Haven't really seen that good. one yet. I haven't. Really I, good. I want, yeah, I'd like, I'd, I'll watch that at some point. I'm not going to avoid that one. I'm excited for, for me, a second that's one. that's like the highest praise you can get for a horror movie is I'm willing to watch it. <laughs> like that's like, <laughs> that's as, that's like equivalent of me being really excited about another type of movie for a horror movie. If I'm like, yeah, I'd watch it. That's like really high praise for me. John uh, Krasinski number, crushes it. Yeah. Because he, I think he wrote, directed, and started it. I remember that movie. I know it's amazing. Uh, I remember that, that movie had that some movie. trouble in theaters because people were munching on treats and stuff. And it like affected the movie a lot because it really is super quiet for a lot of the movie. Yep. Um, anyways, number 11 is The Ring or Ringu, depending where you're at. Yeah. Um, super freaky. Yeah. Number 10 is The Visit. You ever, do you know what that is? Not familiar. Number nine is The Descent. I actually did watch that. That's the one where they're They're like uh, in that Mayan temple or whatever, right? Yeah. What's the term? What's the term for dropping yourself into a cave? I'm forgetting it right now. Spelunking. Spelunking. Yeah. The Spelunking movie. I remember I watched Um, that movie. I thought it was okay. I watched the movie years ago with a buddy of mine, John. And I swear him and I started drinking. And I don't know what got into us, but we just started giggling and could not stop. Every time one of the friends killed another one of their friends, and every time one of the friends got eaten by the monsters, just couldn't (laughs) stop laughing. (laughs) It happens, man. Dude, that happened to us in theaters. We saw one time me and Mike went and saw like Iron Man 2 or something for the second time. And then instead of going home, we just walked into another theater and watched the second Narnia movie together. And for whatever reason, we got the giggles really bad, and we couldn't stop cracking jokes and giggling. It was great. Yeah. Um, it was a silly movie. Yeah. Number eight is The Babadook. Dude, that's a good one. Honestly, um, one. That one's great, great, like, creature creature yeah. design. That is that a monster or a villain? It's a monster. 
Nice. Number seven's The Conjuring 2. Good. I like the Conjuring movies. Yeah. Um, number six is It Follows. I've heard that one's really good. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, number five's Paranormal Activity. I never uh, like I never loved the Paranormal Activity movies. I'm more like when the fir- yeah. When the first one came out, it was a pretty kind of new groundbreaking type of like, oh, this normal suburban couple. They're not even in a haunted mansion. Like this can happen to anybody type of thing. I swear that movie and that whole series, I think it has set the record for like the most profitable movies or movie franchise of all time. Because those movies have a budget of like 50 grand. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. Another number four is another Mike T official recommended stamp of approval. Hereditary. Hereditary is awesome. You got to watch it. It is so creepy. Yeah. And yeah. man, the acting in that in that movie is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, number three is The Conjuring, the first one. Good. Uh, number two is Insidious. Good. And number one is Sinister. The scariest movie you can watch, according to this heart rate test is sinister dude sinister is hecka scary so that makes sense to you can you pick can is it easy for you to understand why your heart rate was racing more during sinister than during wolf creek it's been so long since i've seen it uh sinister i just remember being super super freaky yeah but i mean there's some pretty intense scenes in it though yeah and anyways for me because it's a little bit it's a little bit paranormal Mm-hmm. Paranormal horror for me personally has always gotten me a little bit more than like slasher flicks. And Wolf Creek is like the ultimate slasher flick. Oh, I got you. And I don't, that makes sense. Like, uh, what is it? <sighs> like Friday the 13th, Halloween. I don't normally go big for slasher flicks, but Wolf yeah. Creek does crush it. But yeah, the paranormal aspect of sinister i think is what put it over the top you know what's what's interesting though is that both insidious and the conjuring have like the same actor in it that isn't also i think they're part of the same like insidious the conjuring the conjuring 2 and annabelle all exist in the same universe that's true and aren't they all james wan movies yeah i think so or maybe not all of them but i know james wan has three of the top 10 wow so the man knows how to how to scare people. This and is he a also great made Aquaman. <laughs> this is a great list. If you haven't seen one of these yeah. lists, any on this movie, uh, any movie on this list, yeah, it's a big recommend. Yeah, there's not a bad movie on this list. It's, that's kind of telling, though. Like for because there are some notable horror films that are not on this list, and the fact that this is literally just scientific data and not a list of opinions, and it ends up being a list of good movies, that's very telling about the horror genre. Like, if you're not getting my heart racing, I'm not going to think it's a good, scary movie. Yeah. So It's great, too, because a couple of these movies are slow burns, and they still get your heart rate up. Hereditary, super slow burner. The Witch, super slow burner. Um, Yeah. Versus some of these that are not slow burns at all. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, cool yeah. So let's jump in. Uh, let's jump into the the one of the movies on the list and talk about it for a second because your boy finally sat down and watched it, and um, it was really good. 
yeah, really good movie. I can see why everyone was saying, Brian, you got to watch this movie. And I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. It was yeah, like a good great. balance of like suspense and mystery and good acting performances from the kids, which is not always a given. Yeah. Um, I like that it it did a, it does a really good job of like the ups and downs of a good horror flick or of like a good mm-hmm. horror story where you get like really intense scenes and then you get scenes of like the kids being kids and then you get more super intense scenes yep. and it does a really good job of telling multiple stories at once. You get to see the kids, then you get to see them become friends with Beverly and then you get to see them become friends with Mike. Totally. And then you get to then you get to see them slowly overcome like being um uh beat up the bully. What's his face? Dude, um, that guy was horrifying. Yeah. That and then kid. you get to see like all the stuff in the background, like how all the adults don't really care and they're yep. all sort of numb to what the kids are going through. Totally. So good. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, and there's there's so many layers to it, and like the way they give the characters like they managed to give each character, each kid, like a really nice origin story without shoving any of them down your throat. Like it's all organic and like you just leave the movie having a pretty good idea of who these kids are and why they are the way they are. Yeah. And like, cause you see their parents and their home life and like what they're dealing with and what they've been through and things like that. And like, it's so, <coughs> excuse me. It's so cool. It was super good. But our, our last week episode, we were talking about the scariest villains Dude, that kid, that little bully kid that that like cut the dude's stomach and stuff. That kid was terrifying. <laughs> because it's just like you can see like this kid is just pure evil. You know? Yeah. And like yeah, it's it's crazy. God, what was that kid's name? Why am I already why am I somehow forgetting it? Um there's something Bowers, right? Something Bowers. Yeah, Bowers. Name? I forget what Mike, Mike Bowers? Was it Mike? No, Mike was one of the friends. Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. Good old Hank yeah. Bow. Hank Bow is a scary MFR, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked one thing I really like about this movie, especially the first one. I don't think I don't know if they did it as much in the second one, but yeah. you go back and you rewatch the first one. You'll notice more that's happening in the background every time you rewatch it. Oh, nice. You'll notice maybe, you know, maybe like in a lot of the scenes, it is in the background. Oh, that's cool. Like there's the scene where we first see Ben in the uh, uh, in the library when he's yeah. looking up. You see you see the library in the background just staring at him over his shoulder. Oh, that's crazy. Did you not see that? I don't know. I mean, it's just because at the time I'm watching it for the first time and I didn't know all the forms it could take necessarily. I thought like I didn't know if it was like I knew it could transform itself. This movie is it's a movie about a boggart, right? It is basically a boggart. If you've watched if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like it takes the form of whatever you might fear the most type of thing. And um but I didn't realize that it could also just like disguise itself to just 
you know, blend in or be creepy or so I wasn't looking for anything like that. So I probably didn't notice that it was like I would have noticed a creepy librarian and thought like, I wonder if she's possessed or I wonder if like if it has influenced her behavior in any way. But I didn't realize like that it just can turn into another person like that. And it's not always so obvious. Like she's out of focus in the background and just staring at him while he's reading like the creepiest parts of Derry's history. And then yeah, like I don't a, know if I did notice that. Maybe I didn't. There's another scene where all, all the boys are like talking um, in like outside a fair or something. And then yeah. there's clowns in the background and one of them just stops and just starts staring at the group in the background. Um, and there's, I think there's, I... I noticed that one because I was I saw that there were clowns in the background. And I thought to myself, "Is one of those it?" And none of them looked like it, but the one was staring at him. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, you'll you'll go back and rewatch, and you'll notice that there's little things all over the place that's, that's in that so movie. Dope. Um, th- I mean, this thing came on the heels of Stranger Things, and I don't know if if they were making this. I haven't looked up the timeline of it, but. I don't know if, if if Stranger Things had any influence on this movie or not. If it didn't, wow, because such a similar balance of kids being kids and you know horror stuff and like very similar I'm, and to great effect. I'm sure they may have taken a couple of like artistic cues from it and like how to like how to get the the emotions right on screen. But I mean, that's the book. That's how the book is. The book yeah, is just about sure. the kids just investigating what's going on in the town and yeah um if anything it's the other way i guess then stranger things is probably heavily influenced by stephen king oh 100 yeah so it's probably the other the opposite it's um, a great book it's a hard recommend it's very long it's like 1300 pages stephen yeah. king is is breathless when it comes to just describing settings and characters i think that's why we get so much attention on yeah. each character's development because I mean, they get multiple chapters per character in the book. Yeah. It's, it's intense. Um, That's true. I think one thing that did kind of hurt my experience and I'm going to, we're going to spoil these movies, by the way. Um, we haven't really spoiled the first it too much so far, but if you've made it this far and you haven't seen it and you don't want to get spoiled, now's your chance to bail and come back. But, um, I did know one thing about it, but it was kind of a big thing to know going in and it probably hurt my viewing experience. It made it less menacing and scary to me because I knew that they end up just beating the shit out of it. Like I knew that it, I heard someone say on a podcast, like at one point, like, Oh, they did these kids just beat it up with baseball bats or whatever. And so knowing that that's how it was essentially going to end kind of probably prevented the monster from like really terrifying me or me wondering like, like I didn't know if every character was going to survive. So that was still there for me. But like I, um, in fact, I told Betty like 20, 30 minutes in that what was the, the curly haired kid's name that ended up in the bathtub in the second movie? Oh, Stan Uris. Stan. So I I was I told her like 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes into the first movie, I was like, I think he's gonna die. And um he didn't. He made it to the end of the movie. So 
Um, so there was still a lot of suspense. There was a lot of, um, I didn't know hardly anything about the movie. I, but I did know that the kids were going to beat him up in the end with bats. And so that took a little bit of the punch. I'd say that probably had a, yeah, if that took away from your enjoyment of, of it, then of like the creature, then yeah, I'd say it probably had a pretty big, cause I didn't know how the first one was going to end because, cause I, even though I've read the book when those movies came out, I had only gotten like 75% of the way through the book. Yeah. And the, you know, the book is telling, <clears throat> cause you know, there's it part one and there's it part two. Well, in the book, it's telling both stories simultaneously. So it's uh, not like the first half of the book is them as kids. And the second half of the book is them as adults. It's telling uh, both stories kind of at the same time. Gotcha. Um, so I hadn't gotten to the end of the first story. So yeah. I didn't know how it was going to end. So it was great for me. Yeah. Um, I just knew that there was going to be a part two. <laughs> so I figured yeah. they get away from it somehow, but I didn't know how. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I, um, I don't know. I really liked it. I really like the creature it makes sense i mean maybe him getting beat up with you know with bats and sticks and rebar is a little bit of a letdown but it's kind of cool the the kids realized that it Mm -hmm. basically became powerless over them if they just conquered their collective fear totally which was was kind of which is pretty cool yeah i love that i love that about it um and Man, I know I've said it before. I said it last week. I said it any other time that we talk about this movie. But Bill Skarsgård. So good. Jesus, what a creepy dude. Such a good performance. Unbelievable. I wish they had done, like, one of my few, I wouldn't even say it's just, like, a negative thing. It's not even remotely negative. It's just I wish they did more of this, really. Yeah. But I wish they did more scenes of Bill Skarsgård just being creepy. It was really good. And like in this, it's in the second movie where there's the girl under the bleachers that he's talking yeah. to. So like that kind oh of, my like God, that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Like so effective. Yeah. It's so good. I, think, I still, I think there's not a kid alive that wouldn't sprint away from him <laughs> in that situation. But you, right. I mean, you got to give movies a certain amount of license, but yeah. Um, overall, though, first movie super good. I totally get the hype. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, um, second and then movie. the s- second movie we watched also really good. I like really the good. first one more than the second one. Yeah. But um, part of that was my I didn't love. So here's there was something that to me was ironic. If you disagree with me, it won't be ironic to you. But. The beginning of the second movie, they're showing uh, Mike's character on the set of a movie, and they're talking about how he can't write a good ending, and and they're talking about how the ending of they want to change the ending in the movie to be better than the ending in the book, and I happen to know that people don't like the way the book it ended, right? Like people have issues with the way it ended as a book. Yeah. Well, there's and, there's a scene. That's unnecessary. A lot of people feel. Yeah, it's it's just like an inappropriate, like horrible scene, right? Yeah, it doesn't age well. Right. So I get that. Like, but it's funny that that's like a scene near the end of that movie, and that they're actually literally talking about doing that and doing it in the same movie. I thought it was. 
irony. The ironic part to me, though, was that they were talking about not being able to write a good ending and we're going to change it and make it better or whatever. And I actually didn't love the ending of this one. And so I was like, you can't make, you can't acknowledge that you can't write a good ending and then not have a good ending in your movie. Like, that doesn't work. But that's just because I don't like, and again, we are in spoiler territory, so we're not going to dance around it. But I did not like the um, the kid with all the medicine. What's his name? Eddie. Eddie. I didn't like Eddie getting stabbed. It seemed unnecessary death. It seemed like they just had to yeah. kill somebody to kill somebody. That's what it felt like to me. And like sometimes like an un, like a death will motivate a character or drive the story forward. And I tend to like my movies pretty happy. And we've, you know, I don't always like seeing that, but I understand when it's effective. And this did feel like just, well, we got to kill somebody. Yeah. I, so I didn't feel it was very effective. Yeah. I feel like maybe it would have hit harder if they maybe killed more people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> or, so it didn't it didn't really seem like just a token death. Right. Um, and like which Stanley, is definitely how overall I really like the I overall I like the ending and I liked I yeah. like how the movie ends, but that that was my only part, complaint about the that ending. That particular part definitely it just seems like a I Yeah. Mean, it, it didn't make the movie any better that he died. I guess I guess yeah. well seeing um Seeing Richie Tozier, yeah, uh, sort of be emotional was a pretty powerful moment, and then them getting over it. That's true. And sort of was pretty powerful. So I guess like it did have a bit of a payoff, but at the That's same true. time, and Bill Hader did a great job acting all that out too. Yeah, in the moment, it sort of seemed like, but but why? I feel like he could have just like lost a lot of blood and got and like got brought to the hospital at the end of the battle or something. But I don't know. Or if he died um, doing something more epic, or died doing right. something that. Allowed was, the party to win, um, but it kind totally. of did, didn't. He just sort of just, yeah, it was just in just the middle died. of a battle. He just got stabbed, and that was it. Yeah, I feel like yeah. if they had left it in there, then it should have been a little bit more epic. Throughout both movies, also there were this I found at times confusing, but there's a gray area constantly as to what's real and what's not, and it at times bothered me, and I was like. Why is there an alarm? My alarm just went off on my phone. I have no idea why. Um, But at times it bothered me, and I don't, like I said, I don't know why. I just, like, like the scene in the first one with the bloody bathroom. Yeah. Like, I understand that's it projecting these, like, thoughts in, well, I thought it was her having thoughts in her mind, but then her friends come over, and they're like, holy cow, what happened here to the bathroom? But then the dad can't see it. So is is it able to just like hide things from parents or something? It's it's particularly uh it's most effective with adults or with kids, sorry. Not so much with adults. That's why that's why all the adults seem so disconnected from the children in town. Right. Like uh like Bill Denbro's dad. About, like Derry has a lot of just weird things about it. And some of it's like canon Stephen King canon that helps to know maybe but yeah um but like there's there's bill bill denbro's dad is pretty just dismissive about his son there's that scene where um ben hanscom is getting yeah getting carved open by what's his face um 
by Henry Bowers. And then there's yeah. those two, those two, that elderly couple that drive by and they sort of, sort of look at them blankly. Yep. Um, so the adults are very disconnected. Yeah, and it's, for sure. And the, they do, they do a decent job of showing that in the movie, but you get a lot more of it in the book. Yeah. Um, Cause like in the second, in the second movie where Mike, Mike Hanlon is talking about like the history of dairy and all this stuff in the book in between every chapter or in between major chapters or major sections of the book, there's like a whole hundred page, not hundred page, but there's probably like a, a handful of pages yeah. dedicated. It's just a Mike Hanlon chapter where he talks about some um, crazy shit that's happened in the history of dairy in regards to it. So you get to learn about like hundreds of years of history of it fucking over this town every 20 years. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. And then like how, how the adults have just, you know, people have really bad memory in dairy and just kind of forget yeah. and just let it happen. It's pretty weird. in the second one, how they just like, like, yeah, we forgot this stuff. And then like, they slowly, their memory comes back to them and stuff. But yeah, um, I, the second one was really good too, though. Overall, like the, the seeing the adults, like, the jokes landed with the adults, the vibe, like when they wanted to have levity, they were able to do it still. They didn't have to have like kid scenes to, to pull that off. But um, I did like that. They added the kid scenes in there. So it was almost like too. the first movie was still going. It was weird though, that some of the kids like grew up too much between movies and there's like clearly some CGI on their faces and stuff. It looks pretty strange. Yeah. But, um, I but that was cool tell. that they shot more scenes with the kids. I agree for sure. Yeah, you get to see because, like in the first movie, the kids split up for you don't know how long—a few weeks or a month or something like that. Yeah. And then the second movie, we get to see what they were doing during that time. Totally. It's so, pretty cool. Um, I think the movies are best yeah. enjoyed together. Shoot I agree. Back to back. We watched them. We watched them on back to back evenings, which was great. Yeah. So did we. I'd, that's. I'd recommend watching them that way, or if not, even in the same day. Yeah. Um, it's just really good. I did also enjoy the first one a little bit more. I I like yeah, the beginning of the third one and I like the ending of it, but the middle sort of, I don't know. It, they just seemed like, because I liked that the first one was very, it, it told a good story and it was up and yeah. down a lot. The yeah. second one just sort of went for it the whole way. Yeah, it's pretty sure. intense the whole time. Um, if I had to nitpick one more thing, I might have casted, cast somebody different to play Henry Bowers as an adult. Something about that guy, I just didn't find him like scary or menacing or anything. He's not very well written. The second movie, sort of just, it's almost comedic. Like he yeah. just, yeah, he's not terrifying at all. Really, um, doesn't really the have first a... one, that kid's performance was menacing and scary, and like you literally believe this kid is capable of anything. And then the second one, it's just like. Okay, he's just kind of crazy, and he's like, just kind of there. Yeah, he doesn't really have a super memorable death either in the second one. No, he doesn't. But yeah, yeah. really good, really good movies though, man. Super good. Glad I watched them. Um, I still don't understand. I have some friends that have like, that are into Funko Pops that have like entire walls full of it stuff, and I'm like, why you want to look at this clown all the time? <laughs> it's such a cool it's such a cool design it is a cool design it is really good but you anyways, know i yeah. wish 
I wish they had done, I guess one more thing I wish they had done yeah. is the whole ritual of Chud thing. Well, uh-huh. I get it, and it was cool, and it was kind of creepy. It was I wish they had maybe, I wish they had kind of touched on it in the first one a little bit, or just found some other ways to start like alluding to it because it was just sort of like that's true. The Native all American, of a sudden here's this like, like Native American nowhere, yeah, ritual chant thing, and yeah, I agree. That would have been good to have. The 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 little bit of it origin story was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked and, that a lot actually. And that it is really just like these three rotating lights. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I did. I knew that I knew what it looked like because somewhere along the line, somebody mentioned that it's it's greatest enemy is like a giant space turtle. And that intrigued me enough to make me Google it. And so I looked it up and I learned about the space turtle. I forget its name, but I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And I saw like what it actually looks like, the three lights or whatever. So I knew about those lights. Um, that didn't really change much for me at all, though. But yeah, yeah it, was, cool. it, was, it was great. I think that Stephen King, Stephen King has like this half hidden cosmology and mysticism behind all of his books. It's just sort of like just out of reach in a lot of his books. Yeah. Like some people are saying, like, if we got another it movie, could we, first of all? And if we could, would there be, could they, could they make another one? Would you see the turtle? Will we ever see the turtle in this universe? Maybe they'll give Dark Tower another stab. And we'll like, you know, how much of this universe could we see later? But I don't know. We'll see. This was, these were great though. You know, like, I, I remember reading the book and the, the characters, a couple of the characters talk about like the turtle at the beginning of the book. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? There's so many visual like hints at turtles in the movies though. Like there's a whole bunch of like, there's the Lego turtle and then there's like a turtle on a teacher's desk. And like every time a turtle popped up, I noticed it and I was like, Hey, yeah. I know why there's a turtle there. Um, the first movie is so good. Every time you watch it, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, you'll see something else. The attention to rec- detail. Right. Do you recommend I watch the 1990 mini series? Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it all the way through. Oh, okay. I'm curious about it now. I'm Anyways. a big Tim Curry fan though. So, Yes, for, for Tim Curry. That I put Tim Curry on our Mount Rushmore last episode. Tim Curry is great. <laughs> so. Tim Curry's It is Tim Curry's second best costume. What's his best costume? Oh, the devil, like that giant. From Legend? From Legend. That yes. thing's insane, dude. Dude, so cool. It's such a good That's movie, like too. the best prosthetics I've ever seen. Talk about some OG Tom Cruise in that movie. Like We're talking about big-beaked, big-nosed Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. I think it's his first... I think it was his first starring role, like 1980 Tom Cruise. I've never seen it all the way through. Does it hold up, you think? I mean, yes and no. It's definitely yeah. just a high my fantasy. My expectations a, are reasonable. Doug. It's a super high fantasy movie about like yeah. elves, like forest elves and devils. <laughs> Sounds good. Um Yeah. But like you look at that, you look at that costume, and then you look at freaking Steppenwolf in Justice League, and you're like, "What? How have we gone this far backwards?" Anyways, um, yeah, so it's dope. Glad I watched it. You also recommended that I watch something else because we're talking monsters today, and you told me that in the movie The Ritual on Netflix, which we are going to spoil. So again, if you made it through it and you haven't seen The Ritual, Go ahead and watch the ritual, and then you can come back to this. We'll be here. Um, but Please do go you, watch it. It's so good. 
it was really good. I do recommend you watch it. Um, very unique movie. Vibes different than really any movie I've ever seen. But that monster was crazy. You told me it had a unique, cool monster, and it definitely lived up to the billing. <laughs> so cool. So creepy looking. So creepy looking. So this movie was great. It was a good movie. Um, it was hard to watch. Actually, on the topic of hard to watch, one last thing about It Chapter 2 real quick is that the beginning of of It Chapter 2, that scene where they're bullying the gay couple, made yeah. me so mad. Like, that was really hard to watch. I was like, this movie sucks. I, t- I said that out loud to Betty. I was <laughs> like, I hate this movie. Why am I watching this? But, um, but it was pretty that, effective, though, right? Oh, very effective, and yeah. especially especially at the, at the end of that scene where it grabs a dude out of the out of the the water and then mm, freaking munches on him. I know that was yeah. So that so that scene opens the book. Yeah. So I'm glad they put it in there in the second one. It is very it's a very uncomfortable. I'm not glad, like per se. It's a very <laughs> I, know, un- I know what you mean. It's a very uncomfortable scene, but it's very, very effective. Yeah, but just like yeah, between Henry Bowers and and those people in that second in that scene there's some real evil people in that town um anyways so the ritual was great it was really hard to watch him be a coward and watch his friend get killed um that was brutal i i my first thought was like at the very least throw a bottle of alcohol across the store on like just to make a loud noise somewhere else to get there like Right, get there to you know, but I feel like he could he could even just stepped out and be like, just give him your goddamn ring, dog. He, yeah, he it wasn't <laughs> like either I'm gonna fight them with this bottle of alcohol, with the, I'm gonna either kill him with vodka or sit here like a coward. There is a you could have just stepped out and been like, dude, just give him your thing, like let's get out of here alive, <laughs> and like or just been like, hey man, can you leave us alone? And at least they would have been like, oh, there's two of them. Like at yeah. least there's that thought in their head of like, oh, it's 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 two v two. Also, those it's robbers go straight for the machete to the face rather than just like, yeah, beating him up or yeah, chopping his pun- finger off. They just go straight for machete <laughs> to the face. <laughs> they don't even punch him. <laughs> he doesn't get punched. He gets macheted to the face two times and is dead. Or was it the one? Or was it one machete to the face? That's twice. They got him again when he's on the ground. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, but um effective at setting you up for the type of character he is. Very effective. Very effective. And effective he's, at like he's a coward and he's guilt he's got a very guilty conscience. Very guilty conscience for the rest of his life. And it also helps the ending a lot because skipping to the ending of this movie a little bit, when you find out that there is like a a group of people living in this forest worshiping this thing. You and they seem to like because it has like tagged them as strong enough or whatever. It's like you're, I'm not going to kill you for whatever reason. Like he has an opportunity to just join these people and live out his life forever. They don't die, right? Like these people live forever. Yeah. And so, like, you kind of are because of that opening scene, you're wondering, like, what does this guy have to go back to? Yeah, like maybe, maybe this he, is a great choice for him. Yeah, like <laughs> so you're convinced that maybe he will stick around. So, um, so it, it is really effective. It's an effective scene in the movie, but it's a, uh, it's, 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 that it's a tough monster, start. <laughs> that monster's crazy, dude. It's so cool. Like, yeah, I don't even know how <laughs> the, to. 
I don't even know how to describe it to somebody. It's just everybody. That's one. We won't spoil what the monster looks like. It's just, it's a crazy monster. Okay. I want, I really want to describe it, but we, yeah, maybe it's All better right. if we don't try to I describe think, it. I want to, I, I want to listen to you. Try to describe it. It's a giant elk with a human for a head. Sort of. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. It's like a, it's like a two story tall elk. Right. With like a human torso as its head. Right. It has arms coming out of its face. Yeah. And its face yeah. is is in a like a hood with two beady glowing eyes. But it appears like, as whatever you want it to appear as, whatever's gonna calm you down. Right. So like, it's insane. Like the guys that's about to get like murdered by it, he sees <clears throat> it as just like his wife walking through the woods. Yeah. And it calms him down before he gets it's not. It's not your wife. It's a two-story elk. Yeah. Just run. <laughs> yeah, man. It was really good. So the um, the banter between the gentlemen, the relationship between them is really cool. The first scary night they have in that in that cabin was really cool because you're. I'm wondering to myself, like, oh, is it just his demons haunting him? And then he wakes up and everyone had a crazy, horrible nightmare. And it's like, oh, wow, this thing is, like, really getting in their heads. And then, like always, I got annoyed and scared that I was like, is this a psychological-only movie? Or is things going to happen in real life? They better happen in real life or I'm going to be upset. And so, like, um, but they do happen in real life very much so. So um, the monster gets in your head and and, and freaks you out and and makes you uncomfortable. And um, I told you in a text message, but Betty... We were watching this movie. She's never seen it. And like really early on, like as soon as we knew there was a monster in the forest, she was like, oh, it's so-and-so. And she said the name of a god of the forest. It wasn't the right name, though. It wasn't. It was a different name. But she had the right idea really early on. Like she went into like her mythology bank of knowledge in her brain and was like, it's Nam, or what was the name that, I can't remember the name she used. No, Nose, it was Nose. Have you heard of Nose? Not off the top of my head. Um, I think, yeah, there's a god, there's a Norwegian god named Nose that she thought it was, uh, but then you find out later on that it's um, uh, offspring of Loki or something. Anyways. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think they said that in the movie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just is it, it was really good. It was, it's not like a fun horror movie with moments of levity type of thing. It's like a it's like pretty a, dark the whole it's way through. Harrowing and like starts um, dark. It's dark the whole way. It yeah. has a dark ending. Yeah. Um. It does, but although him getting out of the forest was crazy. That was. I didn't see that coming. I thought he's either going to join these people or he's going to die. That's it. That's the I only have, way this movie ends. I, was, as, soon as, he, as soon as he made his break for it, I thought, I thought he was going to get out. I didn't anticipate yeah. them having their, like, their, their religious cult enclave only, like, 200 yards away from the edge of the forest though that was a little yeah that was a little <laughs> it different like, it seemed like him sprinting out with like an injured leg he got to the edge of the forest a little too quick against a galloping god goat monster 
Right. And they had been spending like days in this forest and walking for forever to try to find the edge of the forest in any direction. Luckily, he found it. So now he's going to go. He'll probably live a great life. He's probably going to, you know, he'll get over all this stuff easy, you know. What does he come back? What does he come back to his friends, like wives, and say to them, "Dude, that's a great question." I think I actually had that thought during the movie. Like I, he was, I think he'll he'll probably just say like hiking accident, cliff scenario, no body type of thing. I don't know. I don't. What do you say? Like you can't go back and be like, "Well, let me tell you about this guy." So and so, I can't remember the creature's name, but I tell him this... that there's like I, t- I tell him that there's a like an armed cult in the middle of this forest, and yeah. to bring in like the, the the Swedish army. First, that's a good route. That's a good route Fuck to that go. Shit up. <laughs> or I would just like just just go Arnold Schwarzenegger on it, just like start throwing grenades and napalm in there. <laughs> that's a good. That's that's a good route to route to take. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would have made up a something else but i like yours a lot better you're like no we were we were jumped by a hundred cultists <laughs> you should probably yep. go in there and fuck them up <clears throat> for sure they seem pretty like, easy to kill to be honest like they're, they're immortal or whatever but he just like shoots them that creature is definitely injured when he chucks an axe at it i love when he that's true um, I love when he punches that old lady in the face. Like she comes up around the corner, he just drops her. He doesn't hesitate. It's like no, right. no none of this, none of none this at of all. This. Um, and then he, when he goes to walk out of that house that he was in, I thought for a moment, just take that axe and chop those skinny little elk legs. They're right there. They're right there. Like the elk thing was standing right in front of the house. And yeah. there was a moment where he could have just sprinted out and chopped those legs. I bet it would have worked. Like, what an idiot was he that he actually tried to shoot that thing from like 100 yards away? Like, that was so dumb. Yeah. This is like an elephant sized <laughs> fucking elk monster. Yep. And you're going to shoot it with a, like a 22 or whatever that thing was? Yeah. So he probably could have gotten a better getaway. Probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, very good. Very good movie. Recommend you watch. So, anyways, um, and a very good monster, which transitions us into our final segment of the day. Movie monsters. We talked about villains last time. Conscious beings with mean intent. What did we? What? How did we define it last time? Was it cruelty? Yeah, I'm not sure if we actually did. I think we used cruelty as one of the one of the prerequisites. Cause like, for example, I'll bring up the next monster. The thing, one of your favorites, right? That's Absolutely. not being cruel. It's just that's its existence. Yeah. That's how so it lives. Therefore, therefore it's a monster. Right? For sure. Um, and this thing sort of fits that. I, I there's a small argument maybe to be made for this thing being a villain, but I think it's definitely more of a monster. Also, physically, if it just looks like a monster, it'll we'll probably put it in a monster category. Um, but uh, yeah. So the thing that I mean, that's an incredible monster because first of all, it's an all inclusive monster. It'll so absorb good. anything. 
It'll absorb anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's very forward thinking for a monster that will absorb anything to just keep existing and kill more things. Does that thing outer space? Does it like eat? I mean, probably we just kind of see it just like absorb people. Right. And those people don't die, though. Right. They just get absorbed. Yeah. They're affected. They're not really that person anymore. But yeah, they're they're it. They are they're, once they get part of it. They're part of this new living blob. But, like, but it is sort of like each instance of it is mm-hmm. its own being. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like it is that's drawing true. all this matter into him and then just getting physically larger. Like it's it's spreading amongst all these people and just taking over their body. And now that person is now it. But also each part of that person is also, or not it, uh, the thing I'm saying it, um, but each close, um, each, each person who is now the thing, but also each part of that person is also the thing. Like you see a couple scenes in that movie where people lose limbs or they lose their head. And now the head itself is its own like sentient version of the thing. And so McCready gets the great idea to, have you seen the? You haven't seen the movie. I'm, I won't spoil it. I've um, seen it uh, once so long ago that I don't remember anything. But it's just a cool monster. I'm not really sure what its motivations are. I'm, I think it just wants to just spread all over the world. Yeah, but it's a it's, it's a sweet of... movie monster. I really just love that movie so much. Yeah. What else do we got? Let's I'll see. Have to give that um, one another a watch. Um, what about the classic Universal monsters? Let's talk about them for a second. Like, oh, like, got like the mummy. The, yeah, like the who is it? The mummy, the Frankenstein's monster, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Doctor Jekyll, uh, Mister Hyde is a great one. Yeah, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, the Wolfman. I'm so bummed that Universal fucked up the launch of their monster universe because I was so pumped for those. I think they're giving it one more stab. Like they're not throwing in the towel yet. I think they're doing in an uh I heard a rumor that the new Invisible Man movie might get folded into some Angelina Jolie led um Bride of or female Dracula or Bride of Frankenstein or something like that. Yeah. But the only thing so, I would be worried about though cuz cuz I do like horror movies. I would like to see each of these movies made into the proper horror stories they're supposed to be right. rather than some like stylized Aven- like Avengers. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the stylized comic book <clears throat> universe, but just with horror monsters. You yeah. Know, like I want to see a legit scary Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde movie. I think we fucking dope. I think, dope. I think, I think he is a great character that could be made into a great horror movie. Yeah. I think you're right. The, um, Honestly, and if it would have worked out, I think that um, Russell Crowe could have been a very scary, cool version of him. Yeah. Because we see him in the the mummy for a second, and it's like he's starting to freak out, and he's getting scary strong and stuff, but he's not fully hulking out or anything. But, like, imagining him, like, losing his grip completely would be terrifying. I liked the version we got in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I always thought that was pretty good. Pretty well done. It is pretty well done. I mean, it, it is pretty well done and it's entertaining. But I mean, yeah. 
I, like that version is also not very scary. It's just entertaining and fun to watch. That's true. But I think like a legit, I can, I imagine like gaslight era, London, like Victorian London, where it's just like dark and steamy. And yeah. we just get like a super creepy Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde movie. I think would be really that's, cool. If they want to create a universe, that's where they should have done it. Or it's like somebody in London, like, yeah, right. Instead of doing it modern, like we've seen modern monster movies. They're cool, whatever. But like really do this right. Like put all these in Victorian London. Cause it's already sort of such an interesting and creepy setting. Just make a stylized version of like 1880s London. And you could roll Jack the Ripper in there for good measure. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of options I think for that. Dracula, like, is there a definitive Dracula movie, or is it still Bram Stoker's Dracula? There's that, so many that have that been made. Is, I don't that know. Thing's getting old. I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. Maybe it holds up. I don't know. That that oh, I don't know if a good vampire. Like, I don't know if a good stereotypical classic vampire right. movie classic could ever, vampire. yeah could ever be made again oh yeah maybe not we may know them too well at this point that it's like we're not going to be surprised that you have to kill them with a silver bullet or whatever or like use garlic to deter them or like we know everything about them now so because remember a lot of those classic movies they went through the phase of obviously there was the classic movies and then there was that weird trend in the two thousand, the nineties and two thousands of just making the modern versions of old movies. Like, did you ever see the Gerard Butler Dracula, where it's just like, I mean, we Dracula had, in two thousand one? There's we had a lot of leftover sunglasses laying around in the, in the late nineties, <laughs> and we had a lot of we were we we're still kind of getting used to electronic music mike we had to do something with this <laughs> it's just this like newfound yeah, it just power like, it was just edgy 90s dracula with gerard butler it was super weird <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that i'm gonna google it it's not good dracula the gerard butler gerard, i think gerard it's like dracula butler. 2000 like we, we were making movies <laughs> just adding 2000 onto the end it was a wild time kids these days will never understand it we totally were that's so funny Oh, look was at it. Was it Dracula go. 2000? Was that what it was? Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> so embarrassing is that? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a video of his audition. <laughs> I don't want to watch it right now. Um, I bet that's funny though. Well, like that that's the that's that's what we've come full circle on. And I don't know if that classic uh that classic Dracula movie could ever be made. I mean, maybe. I think it could. I'm pretty. I think it could. I think that, like, even though we know what maybe they like are another twenty years, like, I just think if you did a really good job, like, why couldn't it? You know, like if sure. you just like had the right actor, director, script, like, I just feel like any anything can be great, and I think that includes classic Universal Monsters movies. But yeah. I mean, and it would have to be probably more a Dracula movie and less a vampire movie. Like more about him and his life and his origin and his character or whatever, and less about like, you know, movie opens on nighttime, boyfriend, girlfriend walking home from a movie and it's scary and the lighting's weird and there's a scream and what are these mysterious marks in their neck? 
oh no, like that's not gonna work anymore. But like, yeah, you can still do it. You just gotta case, do good. In case, in case anybody's wondering, Dracula two thousand has a seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, <clears throat> my favorite podcast has a segment that they it's put got on Danny Masterson in it. <laughs> I oh, it, it does. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but they've got a show called Caravan of Garbage that they do on YouTube. This would be so if we had something like that where we watch things that are not fondly remembered <laughs> that are just ridiculous that but provide a lot of entertainment value. Mm-hmm. This would be a great candidate. <laughs> um, did you see sec- that? Oh, Dracula man. Untold. Mm-mm. Forgot this movie, Dracula 2000. It, this is also made during the time when all the movies had like really industrial metal soundtracks. Yeah. It's like this the soundtrack for this is all it's Power Man 5000, Lincoln Park, Pantera, yeah. System of a Down, Slayer, Disturbed. It's just like that's how they made edgy movies in the late 90s and early 2000s. Just a industrial lot of these- metal in 2000 in the name. <laughs> A lot of the movie posters from that era are pretty interchangeable too, from art perspective. Like they just have like they're a lot of them. Like this one, it's black with some red effects on it and a white font. Like off the top of my head, I bet you if you look up a Blade movie poster, it's going to be like you could just switch the titles and they would work for each other. Or like um, Matrix, it was all like black and green with white font. Like we were all in on that that look at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as far as getting back on track with just monsters, though, like <laughs> Universal, yeah, Universal monsters deserve to be great because they are so classic. So hopefully, at some point, we get whether or not they're a mixed universe. I don't really care at this point. It doesn't get me that excited when it's like, oh, they're all part of the same universe, like. I know it's really cool. Marvel did a really good job, are doing a really good job of that, whatever. It doesn't impress me that much anymore. So you don't have to focus on that. You could just make individual great movies. But um, they deserve it. They deserve to have a great... Like, imagine a really good Creature of the Black Lagoon movie. That'd probably be dope. And that's the creature that people don't know a lot about currently. They could do that probably pretty easily. Yeah. But, Yeah. Definitely deserve a mention though on our monsters and our monsters oh, episode. Sure. Um, I think the fly was horrifying personally. Oh, super horrifying! Just awful, really. What about the blob? It's kind of up there with the fly. I guess it's a few decades before the fly, but yeah, it's just sort of classic horror movie monster. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. I mean, Godzilla's like, he's not horror. He's like huge and he's like, obviously, if you're in his path, that's not good. But he's just a big dinosaur, essentially, that breathes nuclear fire. He's definitely one of the best <sighs> best kaijus out there. But in terms of like horror sure. movie monsters, his movies aren't really scary. Yeah. Like King Ghidorah. But, uh, he, is he's, pretty ter- he's pretty terrifying, though. Kind of like, uh, yeah. Like uh, Clover from Cloverfield. Pretty scary. Yeah. Very scary. Very scary design. Um, you got, so I tried to say predator last time and you wouldn't let predator be considered a villain cause he's just hunting and, um, or hunting for sport. But if predator's not a villain, he's definitely a monster. 
And so I feel like a predator is a pretty terrifying monster. He's super terrifying. Intelligent, yeah. calculated, got super crazy weapons. Yeah, invisibility. Kidding me? Yeah, the little like tri laser thing. Yeah, but apparently um, can't see through. Apparently can't can't see mud. So I think I know. <laughs> it's cold mud. It's like really cold. It's like if you get some like freshly chilled mud, you're good. Um, but I I think I could beat a predator though. Do you want to know? Do you want to know why? Sure. Because their their whole thing is is like the hunt, right? They want to like, they want trophies. They want to kill the best. What if I'm just like a bumbling idiot on purpose? Like once I know there's a predator around me, what if I'm just like, I pose no threat. I'm like, yo, I I don't like to fight. That's so boring for the predator that they're gonna be like, wait, this guy is a pacifist. And I'll be like, no, I'm not a pacifist. I just don't want to fight. And if if we fight, you'll kill me super easily. It'll be no fun. Yeah, try to give him one of your tofurkey dogs. That'll probably be like, oh, yeah, this guy's harmless. Exactly. He won't even kill animals to eat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if that would work. And I'm not, I'm, I think I'm putting too much faith in my ability to communicate with the predator. However... <laughs> If 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 I could, I might just be able to tof- convince tof- him. Just tofurkey. Tof- it don't worry. I, it's plants. It's not animals. I could put some veganaise on it too. <laughs> veganaise. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but it sounds awful. It is a real thing. <laughs> Ugh. Is it vegan mayonnaise? Yeah, because mayonnaise is made with uh, eggs. So it's oh, vegan. that makes no sense. eggs. Well, veganaise. We could just shoot all the mayonnaise into the sun and it wouldn't change my life. So um, I'm not like, a fan at all. Do you like do you like ranch? Uh it's okay. The only time I really would eat ranch is for like a buffalo wing, but I'd rather have blue cheese. Cause ranch is like eighty percent mayonnaise. That twenty percent's a crucial difference though. Like it's like mayonnaise, sour cream, and spices. Also, if you were going to develop a condiment made of whipped egg, do you think you'd come up with a more appetizing? I understand you don't want to call it egg sauce, right? That's not appealing at all. <laughs> like, I'm on board with not calling it's it egg, egg sauce. Egg and eggs. Right. But, like, mayonnaise? That's not an appealing-sounding thing at all. This is an unpopular opinion, but I'm a big fan of Miracle Whip. It's tangy and zesty, and I like it. I feel like if you're going to eat some crap-ass mayonnaise, you may as well go all the way and eat some, get the extra tang and get your Miracle yeah. Whip on. Yeah, yeah. I support I support your decision. If I were a mayonnaise eater, I'd probably agree with you. <coughs> um, all right, what other movie monsters we got in... Xenomorph in- from Alien. As, Love it. As, it. As far as I'm concerned, the two best movie monsters are the alien and the thing. But the alien is fantastic. Uh, is it scary though? Yeah, I'm man, I'm, I'm it's got a mouth in a mouth. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, the face huggers and then the chest bursters. Yeah, yep. dude, super terrifying. Yeah, it's completely horrifying. Um, as like I, I feel like like the first Alien movie is is a, like it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, that everybody should watch unmolested, unspoiled, um, to get the full <laughs> experience. Unmolested, <laughs> like, yeah, without anybody bugging them. <clears throat> no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, 
I don't know. I know I mentioned them last time, and I don't know if they're monsters or villains. Whatever they are, they're unacceptable. But the killer clowns from outer space can just get out. You can leave the planet forever if you don't mind. <laughs> Those are horrifying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Xenomorph, though, that's that's potentially the top of the list. It could be the top. Like, thing thing is very good. I need to rewatch that, but uh, there's some intense body horror in the thing that might put the right. might keep the thing on top for you. It is. I watched. I I even watched the thing for the first time like a year and a half ago. Who would you rather be school. trapped in a warehouse with, the thing or a xenomorph? You're gonna die, but either way, probably. But. Which one do you think you have the best chance of? I don't know. Without rewatching the thing, it feels from what I remember like you would be more likely because like the xenomorph has clear parts. That's an arm. That's a leg. That's a face. I might get really lucky and cut off its little extending mouth tongue thing. That'll upset it. And as long as that blood doesn't get on me. Like, there's at least, like, you know what to go for. Like, the xenomorph is super scary, and you're not going to survive it. But, like, you can tell what it is, and you can know, and you know what it's going to do to you. I think right. it's going to freaking punch its mouth inside of a mouth through your head yeah. and just splatter your brains. But you don't know what the thing is going to do. Like, there's still so yeah. much unknown with the thing. What is it going to do? Is it just going to, like, because when we see it take over people, it's always yeah. done off screen. We don't know how it works. Does it just like touch you and yeah. then it just like becomes you or do you not know you're it or you don't know you're the thing until it decides to take over your body? Super, super scary. Yeah, super that terrifying. Is, that is terrifying. Um, I think the thing would be probably more terrifying just because of the unpredictable nature of it. Yeah. Or is it going to just look like a happy old man and then all of a sudden it's just going to explode into spider parts? You don't know. You know what the yeah. thing's gonna do. You know what the xenomorph's gonna do. You do. And if you know, if you understand your enemy at least a little bit, you have a teeny tiny chance. Yeah. But if you don't understand what the thing is even about, you don't know what its motivations are. You don't even know. Yeah, you don't know what it's gonna look like. But if you have a flamethrower, then I would definitely want to go against the thing because the thing does not like fire. So that's, that's a true. constant theme in that movie. I do remember that. Um, and that's actually, I think if you know that and you know you're fighting the thing, it becomes a very simple question because your chances with fly fire around the thing are much easier than dealing with the xenomorph. If I give you any weapon you want, <laughs> it's still, you're still probably going to die from the xenomorph. So interesting. Um, what about the, I, so I Googled movie monsters. And I'm just kind of scrolling to help refresh my memory. Uh, just scrolling down images. And I keep seeing pictures of this stupid guy from this stupid movie that I don't think is good, that everybody else thinks is great. The thing from Pan's Labyrinth with the eyeballs on its hands. I mean, it's a dumb movie, but it's a great creature. It's a great monster design. It is a good monster design. But I just, like, it's always doing this. Like, this isn't yeah. scary to me. It just makes me think that if... You just can't pick things up. Like what? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just weird. But it is a good, it's a good monster design because of the technical achievement of it as well. 
think that contributes to it. What about the Rancor from Star Wars? That's a great monster. That is a good monster. I think a modern oh. a modern animated Rancor that moves in a more scary fashion than the like claymation one we got originally. Like that'd be terrifying. Yeah. What about the monsters from uh, A Quiet Place? Those are pretty good. Wait, you said you haven't seen it. The, the monsters no, in that movie, the movie. The monsters in that movie are pretty great. Yeah. That movie's got a pretty rough start to it, too. Yeah. Um, I'll probably still watch it at some point, though. It seems like it's really good. Um, what about... Oh, what was I going to say? I totally just gapped. I totally just forgot what my thought... Um. what was it i don't remember uh speaking of monsters though there's a new movie on oh you know <laughs> i was gonna save it to the end but i'm just gonna say it now so i don't forget scariest monster in movie history quato or quato from total <laughs> recall that little bastard is disgusting <laughs> dart the reactor <laughs> it's so gross <laughs> Dude, what about uh, oh. what about the what about the tremors from tremors? Tremors scared the bajellies out of me as a kid. So oh, like yeah. that's the first time I remember being scared watching a movie. Is I I think I was like six and I was laying on the couch with my dad watching Tremors, and I remember being horrified. Yeah, that's a good one. Or or what about the bugs from uh, Starship Troopers, especially the brain bugs? Super scary looking. Yeah, that's pretty good. The movies have like their the tone that they have that makes them less menacing. But if you're to run into one of those in real life, even just one of the little soldier ones, R.I.P. That's a what hard about, pass. What about Bug versus Xenomorph? I think that I think those bugs might get the Xenomorph a run for its money. I think you're right. Like, because they don't have <laughs> like they don't seem to think consciously enough to be scared. I think they would. I don't know. Maybe they would be scared, but they would just like swarm it <laughs> yeah they would just, they just rip it apart sacrifice as many of themselves as necessary and take care of it um oh what about what about the gremlins those are great little monsters little gremlins fuckers. are awesome <laughs> yeah. little fuckers <laughs> gremlins are fantastic um i'm excited to watch i'm watching we're watching gremlins in november i was gonna watch them in october and then kyle was like no it's a november movie and i was like yes sir so we're moved into November. Um, the monsters in the Kong franchise, like in like um, either movie. So if you think of King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, mm-hmm. there's there's a number of monsters in that forest. Like there's just like your classic big monkey versus dinosaur fight, whatever. But they also go into that cave and all manner of like horrifying creatures just start killing people. And it's pretty awful. And then the new King Kong movie has some pretty awful monsters in it too. There's a spider that's massive that has like huge legs that look like stalks of bamboo that is just like stomping through people and like puncturing them. And like, yeah, there's some really crazy monsters in those films, man. The, the heyday of monster movies was like the fifties. Yeah. Too bad, like special effects sucked back then. But man, there's some great ones. You know, I mean, they don't look great, but still, some great ideas. Like the creature from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. I mean, 
It's just like, <laughs> like the American version of That's Japanese so kaiju films. It's just like, it's like the movie's not about anything except this one very specific narrow thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. The thing from twenty thousand fathoms. <laughs> what does that the, even like? Or, it's just from deep in the sea, like or the beast from twenty thousand fathoms. That's what it was called. Let's see what else. There's like another a, one. There's like there's, the fifty foot woman one. There's a heavy ocean theme. There's another one, nineteen fifty five called called "It Came from Beneath the Sea," and it's just I, like a four hundred foot long octopus. It's so funny because it just shows like we didn't know what was in the ocean back then. Like the ocean was such so much of them. It's still really mysterious place, but it was so much more mysterious back then. Like we know 5% of what's down there now. Back then we didn't know anything. (laughs) No type of equipment or like a lot of HP Lovecraft's horror had strong like the dude was deathly afraid of the water. And you can tell that from reading a lot of his stories. Nice. Here's here's another monster movie, 1957. It's just an alien movie called 20 Million Miles to Earth. Just like, (laughs) just 20 million miles to Earth. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, that's not even that far away. (laughs) Yeah, it's the biggest number that they've heard of at the time, though. So, look at this guy. I Googled it. (laughs) Oh, it killed that elephant. Rude. It almost looks like it has a mustache. I think that's just its face shape, but there's just there's a monster movie in 1954 that's just called Them with an exclamation point, and it, the monsters are just they look like 15 foot tall giant furry ants. They do. Wow, that's terrifying. Except, like, do they have beaks? It's like they have pincers. Yeah, you're right. Other classics called Earth versus the Spider or the Deadly Mantis. Oh, remember Eight Legged Freaks? I'd rather not. I like that movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, so Google, if you will, Evolution Blue Monkeys. To me, one of the scariest things ever committed to film. I don't know what it is about them. But when I was watching the comedy, it's a comedy movie called Evolution. It's it's great. I watched it recently. It still holds up. Um, when I was watching it the first time, these blue monkeys show up on screen out of nowhere in a spooky fashion, and they haunted my dreams. I hate them. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> They're horrifying. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good, super creepy monsters out there. Uh, there's a movie on I don't know it's on a bunch of stuff right now, but there's a new movie that just came out called Love and Monsters. It looks kind of good. I think me and Betty are probably gonna watch it soon here. You know, a big thing I recommend. I actually just watched it last night for the first time. Um, I want I want everybody to go and watch this movie. Consider this your homework. Watch it. Do it for me. There's a movie that came out early this year, late last year. Um, yep. That suffered from a small release slash the COVID outbreak, so not very many people could go see it. But it's a movie called Color Out of Space, and it is a fairly faithful uh, take on an equally named Lovecraft short story, Color Out of Space. 
Um, yep. it's, it stars Nick Cage, which I'm a big Nick Cage fan, but I'm going to go out and say very solidly that Nick Cage does not do this movie any favors. Um, they could have easily recast him. He's probably the worst actor in this movie. That's a but overall, the movie's very good. It is definitely <laughs> an above average film. Yeah, it does. It does love craft style of of um, of cosmic horror, which is really like the core of the unknown. And yeah. it's so strange. It's terrifying. They yeah. do that very well. The last 20 minutes of the movie is fantastic. Uh, it's a little bit of a slow. It's a little slow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's. it's it's so good. It's so it's cool. It's so cool. Lovecraft doesn't get a ton of mainstream attention, although there's the series on HBO right now. Uh, have you started watching that at all, by the way? Lovecraft Country? No, I, I'm going to read the book and then I'm going to watch the show. And it's important to point out, even though Lovecraft is in the name, it's not a Lovecraft book. It's, it, the, oh, book it's was, not? the book was written by like a white guy like eight years ago. Oh. Is but it's it heavily like- inspired by Lovecraft. Oh, so there's a connection to like for the inspiration, but it's not like yeah, from I mean, him or anything. Lovecraft um, is so racist. There's no Colorado way black dude as his protagonist. Yeah, uh, Colorado Space has 86 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, yeah, it is good. It is very good. And it, what's surprising is because people have tried to make Lovecraft movies in the past, and nobody's been able to pull off the the cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. It's free on comcast right now everybody should go watch it it's worth an hour and a half that was my next question is where to watch it and more people that watch it the more likely this dude's gonna get to make more movies i know i know that the guy who wrote it is already working on a script for the dunwich horror another classic lovecraft story he wants to make at least one more after that nice so there's some cool lovecraft deserves some love himself so um I mean, he's kind of an awful person, but he wrote some really terrifying tales that I feel like, if done correctly, could do well. Because when, when, when was he writing? Like what? Uh, in the twenties, the teens, twenties, and thirties, and then he okay. died in the late thirties. And he was fairly unpopular at the time too. Yeah. He's never really been mainstream, even though so many of your favorite horror movies have just are inspired by him. Like the what thing. do you think? Very Lovecraft. That's that my next question: Is like, what's some of the Lovecraft influences that we may not be noticing if we're not well versed in Lovecraft? The thing is probably pretty obvious. Um, yeah. Alien is pretty Lovecraftian. Any any movie that relies on the protagonist being isolated, mm-hmm. um, fighting something that they don't understand or can't hope to understand. Yeah. Um, anything That's... that, anything that has to do with like, you know, loss and sanity, going oh, okay. insane, going crazy, nothing really paranormal. He didn't write paranormal horror. Right. Um, but yeah, That's cool. I'm, I'm going to cool. watch this one. I'll, I'll make sure and watch this one. Um, so we can talk about it on here and you guys have to too. do your homework. It's 90 minutes and it's a gift. It's a good movie apparently. So it's, it'll be 90 minutes well spent. Yeah. So, and like I said, it was a bummer that like, uh, Nick cage, who again, I'm a fan of is, he's not it's pretty great. bad in this one. It's not, <laughs> it's not good. 
he plays well, i like his character i just don't like how he acts him like he can't he can't keep his accent right and like his accent <laughs> changes in different what parts kind of, of an accent what act what kind of it what region is it well it takes place in the northeast it takes place in lovecraft country which okay is the, uh kind of it's a so it's fiction like- it, it, it's a fictional area of uh, northeast Massachusetts, north of Boston, where Arkham, Dunwich, got it, Kingsport, and Innsmouth and stuff are are supposed to be situated in. Uh huh. So this it takes place outside of Arkham, <clears throat> which isn't a real place, but so he does yeah. a northeast accent, kind of, not really. It's At sort times. of just Nick. It's sort of just Nick Cage just fucking up how he talks over and over. <laughs> I like his character a lot. He plays sort of like an aging hippie who decided to homestead and then just has no business homesteading. Oh, that's so his, funny. His character is cool, but you know, I like him. I, I don't, I know. I, I know. I personally won't have a problem. I don't, he won't ruin the movie for me. If, if he won't ruin the movie, but you, you should be able to tell that his tone does not match the movie and yeah. his acting doesn't match the movie nice. until the very end. At the very end, he gets it right. But that's good. That's good. You know. Um, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't have any other monsters in mind. Are and it's you... a great monster too. The color from Colorado Space is a fantastic yeah. monster. There you go. And it it, so, it creates more monsters. It's great. It's perfect. It's the best kind of monster. Just the monster that keeps on giving. Um it's like the yeah. thing, you don't really know what it wants or what it's doing. That is terrifying. <laughs> Just like you just know that it affects you adversely. Yeah. Like I see the thing, I see it turn my friend into a pretzel with teeth and nineteen legs, and I think that my friend has been adversely affected by the thing. I will step away. I don't like it. I don't understand it, but I do Mm -hmm. understand that I don't like it. Right. (laughs) Anyways, um, anything else on monsters before we wrap it up? That's it. Shoot me an email. Let me know what everybody thought of uh, Color yeah. Out of Space. That's your homework. Moviejunglepod at gmail.com. We want, we want some opinions. We'll read them on the show. You guys can be famous. You could be on a podcast. Just email us. That's all you got to do. Um, and keep an eye on the Instagram and the Twitter. We're going to have some more interactive things going on, more questions and posts and things. Um, I posted a picture of uh, a, a Throwback Thursday picture of Casper recently. And everyone agreed with me that that movie was a banger from childhood. And all the women were swooning over um, Devin Sawa. Um, but yeah, so make sure you guys reach out and uh, leave us a review if you're on iTunes. I don't know if Spotify does reviews like that. But if you're on iTunes, um, give us some stars, you know, however many you think. It's out of five. It's up to you. And leave us a nice review. I'll read those on the on the show as well. And um, yeah, what what do you what do you uh, what do you got for the people, Mike? Is that it? I've, I've been pretty clear. Go watch uh, Color Out of Space. <laughs> yep, very clear. <laughs> All right, it's a jungle out there, you guys. Go watch a movie. Color Out of Space. Go watch that movie. Yep. <laughs> oh.